Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. A note of warning. This podcast explores graphic and disturbing stories and includes strong language. It therefore may not be suitable for our young listeners or other folks who may find it disturbing. Hello and welcome to True Crime Daily, the podcast for the week of March 29th, 2019. I'm Billy Jensen. This is Owen Michael. I'm Owen. And this week we've got a double murder trial in Cleveland and some updates and resolution to some ongoing cases that wrapped up this week, including the Jamie Kloss case in Wisconsin and the Grace Packer case in Pennsylvania. But first, let's talk about this horrific story out of Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Yeah, this one's a tough one. Uh, this is just developing this week. Uh, a woman by the name of Stacia Hollinshead, 38, was killed this week while visiting her in-laws in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, with her five-year-old daughter. Uh, Stacia Hollinshead was a, uh, excuse me, she's 30 years old, not 38. She was a 30-year-old assistant state's attorney in Illinois uh, out of DeKalb County, which is about uh, 60 miles west of Chicago. Uh, Stacia Hollinshead was visiting uh, her in-laws because she believed it was important that her daughter know her grandparents well, despite a, a bitter custody dispute that uh, she was involved with her estranged husband, Ulysses Espinosa. Uh, Stacia Hollinshead and her daughter visited regularly, and Saturday's visit was planned. Uh, Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, is northwest of Milwaukee, about 150 miles north of DeKalb County. So, so it's kind of a trip to go and do this every week uh, or every month. Stacia and her husband, uh, Ulysses uh, Medina Espinosa, divorced about two years ago. The divorce was finalized last March, and, but they were still involved in a custody battle over their five-year-old daughter. Uh, Espinosa had lost his parental rights, and Stacia had full custody of the girl. Um, Stacia had obtained a restraining order against Ulysses in uh, 2016. But this week, Ulysses shows up out of the blue at his parents' house in Beaverdam, Wisconsin, while Stacia and the daughter were there. It's about 2 p.m. on Saturday, March 23rd. He walks into the house, greets his daughter, gives her some toys that he had bought. And I guess the little girl probably goes and plays with the toys. He walks into the kitchen and shoots Stacia 15 times. He then reportedly put the gun in the kitchen sink, saying nothing. His mother immediately calls 911. And when the officers arrived, Ulysses is kneeling on the floor and said just one thing. I want to speak with my lawyer. Stacia was pronounced dead at the scene police later interviewed the little girl this is where yeah it's brutal this is where your heart's going to get ripped out of your chest she said her dad gave her presents then went and shooted my mom she said when he showed up and these are quotes there's a huge problem mommy and daddy aren't supposed to see each other they don't like each other anymore they broke up that's why police officers came and they took daddy 
He was really special to me. He is in jail now. He started shooting mommy with a gun. He kept shooting mommy. She didn't die, but I don't know what happened to her. I was going to tell daddy not to shoot mommy because if mommy is hurt, she won't be able to drive me home. The girl said her dad told her, the judge won't hurt us anymore. And police said that the little girl, the only fortunate thing about this entire story is that the little girl was in the other room probably playing with her toys and she didn't see the shooting, but she did hear the whole thing. Yeah, uh, 15 times. That's a, that's, that's a lot of uh, shots. In fact, there were uh, 16 uh, spent shell casings found on the, on the kitchen floor. Um, so, yeah, a lot of anger here. Um, it seems that Dad did want her to sort of be distracted while this was going on, but this is, uh, I don't, it, it's horrifying that you would ever uh, contemplate something like this. Um, Ulysses Espinosa's mother, uh, again, they were at his parents' house. Uh, she told police that Ulysses had never been violent. Uh, there's no reported history of domestic incidents or any physical fights between Ulysses and Stacia. Um, this is not my son, she kept telling police. Uh, as I said, Stacia Hollins had she received 15 gunshot wounds. They found 16 spent shell casings on the kitchen floor. Uh, the prosecutors do say this was premeditated. Uh, they later searched his house in the area. Ammunition and survival gear was found, uh, including body armor. Uh, so it's unclear what exactly his plan was. Uh, if he was stocking up for this, you know, if he thought he was going to get away with it or he was going to hold out or he was just also an enthusiast about um, stocking up on this kind of stuff. It's, it's unclear right now. Uh, Stacia's boyfriend, uh, her current boyfriend, told police that uh, Ulysses Espinosa had been stalking her since the divorce. He'd been trying to manipulate her. Uh, and he said he was becoming, quote, more upset and erratic since he lost custody of the little girl. He also said Stacia had talked about getting a gun herself due to her concern over Espinosa's behavior. Uh, Stacia's sister said a court had ordered communications be monitored between the two due to his uh, threatening and harassing behavior. She said that Stacia would never have been there if she knew uh, Ulysses had been, would be at the house because she was that concerned about her personal safety. However, Stacia had uh, said previously she thought it was a moral obligation for her daughter to know her grandparents yeah. and, and know the parents. And no, the no she, was doing, she was doing all the right things, yeah. and she was trying to get the courts involved. But again, it's... It's like it's like the Godfather quote, you know, if history has taught us anything, you can kill anyone. And no matter how many, even though she didn't have a restraining order against this guy, even if you have restraining, even if she had that, he knows the pattern, he knows the situation, he knows where the little girl's going to be, he knows the, you know, and to do this, like, not only in front of your daughter, to your ex-wife, with your parents there, too. Parents in the house, dad was upstairs taking a nap, mom was basically in the kitchen. Uh, she uh, reportedly turned around when this was happening, yeah. so she was in, in the same room. Yeah, in the same room. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is some it's, great it's tragedy. Obviously, uh, yeah. mentally imbalanced. Espinosa's father gave police this two-page letter that his son had given him, which was, which was titled Will and Testament. And it told his father um, that one was for him and one for, was for his attorney. The letter detailed his debt he blamed on the divorce. And custody arrangements he wanted for his daughter. He wanted his daughter to be shared between the grandparents. And it's unclear when Espinosa gave his father this letter because uh, I would definitely like to know that. I'm sure There's the, a lot the family of wants of to know that. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he's obviously advanced planned all this stuff, had an entire setup. Uh, 
by all the accounts that I read, he was very calm after the the, the situation. He basically waited for police to show yeah. up. He knew what he was going to do, and he knew what he was going to say. Yeah. Sort of and and could this have been prevented? I mean, if he gave the father the, the letter a week earlier or something, I mean, this is going to show potential intent. So yeah. we don't know, but... We'll, we'll find out. And, you know, the victim, she was... Stacia Hollinshead, she was an Army veteran. She graduated from Northern Illinois Law School and had been entire... Uh, and, had, and had been hired as an assistant state's attorney in November of 2018. So Months she had ago. just started her job. And this is right, this is DeKalb County, which is basically where Northern Illinois University is. Uh, it's not too far west, yeah. northwest of, uh, of Chicago. Yeah. And this so is, she was in that area. Right, and this yeah. is, police say that this is actually the first homicide in the city of Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, since 1986. It's crazy. And Ulysses Espinosa is being held on $2 million bond. Yes. So, uh, again, a domestic violence case and, you know, everything was done correctly here. You, as, as far as the procedures go, you get the, the, yeah. the, the quarters, you get all the stuff, but you're, you're still relying on the social contract of people observing laws and, and doing the yeah. right thing. Yeah. And, and whenever anybody says, I mean, a lot of times you see somebody that is killed within a marriage and then people will always comment. And we see these comments a lot on our Facebook page. Why didn't she just leave? You know, this is somebody that did leave. Mm-hmm. And this still happened. And was going out of her way to be, uh, you know, fair with the the entire family and everything else. That's True Crime Daily uh, uh, on Facebook. You can find us there. We have a lot of content and there's we'll keep updating this story on that page. So uh, this week in Cleveland, Ohio, Joseph McAlpin is on trial for the double murder of Michael Kuznick and Trina Tamola Kuznick. And the Kuznicks were killed at their used car dealership. In April on Good Friday, uh, 2017, their dog was also shot to death at the scene. The bodies were discovered by their then 19-year-old son. And McAlpin is accused of shooting Michael twice in the head, once in Trina's head, and then once in the dog's head. And I know from having written stories, you'll get more comments about the dog. And I I don't know why it is, but I remember I've written two stories that had dead cats in them. It kind of follows me around in my career. And... They both stories, one for Rolling Stone, one for Los Angeles Magazine. I had graphic depictions as much as I could. I wasn't going being gratuitous of the the murder scenes. Mm-hmm. They didn't have me tone those down, but they had me tone down the ones with the animals. Uh, like, so people had the same sort of reaction to cats as dogs. Yes. I mean, I've definitely seen. Yeah, you know, you know the number editor. one, the number one the, 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 the rule zero on the internet is don't mess with cats. So, I think they were very cognizant of that and. Um, you often get that, but this guy, creatures. this guy uh, shot, shoots a dog in the head. He and two other men then allegedly stole a BMW and a Mercedes from the lot. One of the other two men pled guilty to reduce charges last month, which means he probably yeah he it was some uh, uh, he he yeah. pled went from a murder charge to a, to a homicide charge and uh, write that particular detail. The other guy is a, a the third man is awaiting trial. Joseph McAlpin himself. Um, He's indicted on 25 charges. That's a lot of charges, uh, including murder, robbery, and animal cruelty. Uh, he's uh, representing himself in the case. That always in, works in court, out well. Uh, which, uh, you know the saying, uh, what is the saying? Only If you have, a, if you have yourself for a client, uh, how does You're it go? A fool. Yeah. Only a fool has uh, himself. Well, that's that in post, yeah, something uh, like I suppose. That, yeah. uh, I'll have to look that one up. Uh, he claims that a co-defendant is uh, setting him up. Uh, however, prosecutors say Joseph McAlpin's DNA was left at the scene and was also found in the stolen BMW and his cell phone records indicate that he was at the location at the time of the crime and the crime itself. Uh, there's surveillance video from a nearby business 
uh, was shown to jurors this week. Uh, they're, they're in trial in Cleveland. It apparently shows a, quote, slow and methodical crime. Uh, the video shows someone going into the showroom around 5.30 p.m. of uh, Mr. Cars, as a used car dealership in Cleveland, around the close of business for the day, usually when, uh, when the couple who owned the place and ran it, uh, were, were, were closing up shop for the day. Uh, so someone goes into the showroom right around 5.30 p.m. Then a, a little bit later, about 6.40 p.m., about an hour, 10 minutes later, a person leaves the showroom and goes back and forth to cars in the lot. Prosecutors say McAlpin was changing license plates on the two stolen vehicles at the time. Yeah, and Michael Kuznick's son, who was actually Trina's stepson, whose name is uh, Colin Sikowski, he testified Wednesday. He said he went to the car lot, Mr. Cars, around 10.30 that night after his father and stepmother didn't come home as planned. He said the lights were off, pictures on the wall were crooked, chairs overturned, a candy machine was knocked over, and he saw a body in the showroom. He runs outside, calls 911. He testified he was told uh, all the operators were busy, which we hear too much of, and then a 911 operator actually calls him back. His father, who was 47, was found dead behind a desk in the showroom. The dog was found in the hallway, and Trina was found in a back room. She was 46. She had reportedly tried to run from the building. She was shot in the back of the head. The family dog, who was a Doberman Pinscher, who came to work with them for protection every day, was also shot in the head, as I said. And prosecutors say McAlpine um, then stole their surveillance system in the business before stealing one of the cars. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's... Nobody likes to hear any of these murders, including the dog. It's awful that they bring this dog specifically for this purpose. Uh, I don't know why. I, obviously, you tar- someone would target this place not for petty cash for the cars themselves. Yeah. But uh, it's it's well, awful. you always know if it's a used car. You're probably going to have used car place is going to have more cash. That's true. Than a new car People place. Come to, People come in, they just have two grand or something, and then right. they go in. So you're going to have more cash there. And obviously, you do have the car there as well. So uh, these guys were desperate. And um, they did say that, uh, like I said, he he disabled the surveillance system in inside the business and then stole it, basically took it, uh, took the the system with him before he stole one of the cars. Um, So he knew he had presence of mind to do that. But uh, thankfully, there was surveillance video. Uh, and other businesses around the place that are being used in this trial because that's uh, yeah. th- that's a good thing and and, and obviously uh, it sheds a lot of light and a lot of evidence. Yeah, we'll and McAlpin, in, this in guy, he was he had served nine years in prison for aggravated rob- robbery in two thousand nine, where he robbed a woman at knife point, and he's currently thirty one years old. So, it's, so he basically served ten years. He just got just out. gets out, and this is what he does. And he's thirty one, and you know we'll see. Is, this he's, is all he's, alleged. He's, he's got, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, this could be he'll, the he'll get end life. of your life. Yeah. Uh, they are, uh, the Kuzniks leave three children behind. The youngest was six years old at the time of their deaths. Uh, the oldest was 19. Um, Cuyahoga County prosecutors are seeking the death penalty for Joseph yeah. McAlpin. McAlpin in court this week, um, the son testified about finding the bodies and, and freaking out and, and having 911 call right. him back. Uh McAlpin, before he te- before the son testified, addressed the son, who's 21 now. Uh, he, he said, quotes, even though I understand that scenario of the situation, I want to let you know that I really, for what it's worth, my deepest condolence to your loss, and I don't even know that will be enough. Uh, I just want to let you know that I have my condolence toward you. So, yeah, 
trying to uh, you know oh, he was, he was trying to let, convey light, some light the load right there, but, or yeah. uh, I'm not sure that that helped, but no, uh, uh, yeah. he, he tried to do something. So we got a uh, a guilty plea out of you know probably the biggest crime case of the last. Um, part of uh, 2018, which mm-hmm. is the Jamie Kloss case. So Jake Patterson pled guilty this, on Wednesday. This is, by the way, uh, it was a good news story. Yes. Uh, well, in the end, we should yeah. say good news. Obviously, was, a lot of bad stuff happened. But uh, Jamie freed herself. You'll recall that this uh, this happened in uh, October last year. Uh, Jake Patterson, uh, he broke into this house up in rural Wisconsin. He shot her parents to death with a shotgun before he uh, tied her up. Jamie Kloss, she was 13, uh, tied her up, threw her in his trunk, and drove away. He held her for 88 days in, a, in, a, in an even more remote cabin. Uh, Jamie managed to free herself and escaped the house and uh, ran out into the street. And a bystander found her, and they called police. And uh, Jake Patterson was arrested within, uh, I think it was 10 or 15 minutes within the call, just because it was such a right. small small area. He uh, pleaded guilty, yeah. as you say. Um, he said he didn't want the Kloss family to worry about a trial. Um, the creepy thing is uh, he. several reporters said uh, he said bye, Jamie, as he left the courtroom yeah. Wednesday. It's unlikely Jamie was there, but her family was, as was uh, Jake Patterson's father and sister. Uh, so he's going to spare the uh, he's going to spare the family the trial. He's going to be he's going to be sentenced in May. Wisconsin is a state that does not have doesn't the have the death penalty. penalty. No. So, and this case, uh, you know, um, Elizabeth Smart is actually covers the case. Elizabeth Smart, who is a friend of the site, friend of True Crime Daily, she covers this case in an upcoming Lifetime special called Smart Justice, the Jamie Kloss case, which Mm -hmm. is scheduled to premiere on April 27th. We know the executive producers. We know everybody working on the show. Yeah. It's going to be really, really they've good. Done, they've it's done a, a lot of good work on it. They, they yeah. went up there and they spent a lot of time up there uh, talking to everybody and, mm-hmm. and covering all of it. So, and Elizabeth Smart's obviously doing great work yeah. as far as a band of victims. And there's also other. They also bring in other uh, survivors of similar types of cases from, together from, from for Cleveland and uh, a, from a, bun- other a bunch of different right? places. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. So uh, that's the, a pr- that's scheduled to premiere on April twenty seventh. April twenty seventh on Lifetime. That's right. The Grace Packer case update out of Pennsylvania. 14-year-old Grace Packer was bound, sexually abused, killed, and dismembered by her adoptive mother's boyfriend with help from her adoptive mother. And then they kept her body in cat litter for months before disposing of her body. We're going to spare you the grim details, the other grim details from that. We, we've covered this. Uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before. We've got this on the site if you'd like to look it up and get the background. But, yeah, this poor 14-year-old girl went through hell before she was finally uh, killed by an adoptive mom and, and her boyfriend in a what's described as a, a basically a sick fantasy that they, that they shared. Uh, Sarah Packer, the adoptive mom. Uh, la- uh, last week, she was sentenced to life in prison. She had uh, agreed to testify against Jacob Sullivan, the boyfriend, who's 46. Uh, she gave some details last week. She talked about how she actually did harbor some bad feelings towards Grace and wanted her to go away and th- thought she was too difficult. And you know, who knows what the, the state of mind is there. She did testify against Jacob Sullivan. This week, uh, Jacob Sullivan was sentenced to death in the case. So there's resolution. The adoptive mom spending life in jail. Jacob Sullivan sentenced to death. Um, a lot of people online in the comments are calling for death penalty for the, the mother as for well. For both of them. But, but uh, they, they wanted to nail the case, though. So that's what they did. And it's done. Yeah. So um, 
the comments, like, you know, we get a lot of comments. We have the biggest true crime uh, Facebook page. We most read every one of true them. true crime Facebook page. We read almost every one of them. On YouTube as well as Facebook. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the greatest hits are usually on Facebook. Um, so. On Facebook, yeah. So the one of the cases that uh, got everybody up in arms um, this week was the case out of Vancouver, Washington, where a woman pled guilty to pushing her friend who was 16 years old off of a bridge in this swimming area. You may have seen this. Uh, you may have online. seen the video. Uh, she's a woman. She's in her bathing suit. So it's not, you know, they were going to do this. They were going to try and jump it's off one of this these bridge. Things, yeah. Where, especially up in that area, you've got these gorgeous gorges and, and, yeah. and ravines and rivers and things. And so this really high river, or excuse me, really high bridge going across. People do, do the jumps. They do bungee jumping off of them, that kind of thing. Right. This one. Now, this is why people are upset. This one, she, uh, this girl wasn't quite ready. She wasn't friend. quite ready yet. And so you know where you're gonna, you're gonna, you want to jump, and you you're all set ready. to jump, and then you want to get ready. They said ready, and then like you know, set go or something, and then the girl behind her pushes her totally from behind. When you listen to the video, it's you don't see her fall, but you hear her splat into the water, and it sounds horrifying. It's clear that she did not have the wherewithal because she it, she was so surprised. To do a pin drop. It right. sounds like she hit... Like, well, and it, from the video you see, too, she's sort of in a sprawling... It almost looks like there's no way to get out of a belly flop out yeah. of this. And this is at least... Uh, well, I forget what it is. It's at least 50 feet up. So 50, it's, not, it's 50 uh, feet, it's yeah. Not, uh, it's not a gentle hit. So she broke her ribs, punctured her lungs in the fall. She had a neck brace on. There's pictures of her from the hospital. Um, Traumatic. Uh, tra- uh, she can't sleep. Yeah, she, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. And you forget sense. about all the PTSD that's going to be around this. So... She was sentenced, the girl who pushed her was sentenced, or the woman who pushed her now, was sentenced to just two days in jail and 38 days working on a county work crew. This did not sit well with the people that follow. What, uh, before we get into that, what, uh, what were your, what would you expect out of something like this? To me, this seems, you know, it's an awful prank and, you know, Two days in jail seems to me maybe, uh, I don't know, do you need two days in jail for this? If this girl had died, though. So I, I see either way. Yeah. You know, or if she'd been I would, seriously I, injured, then you would You know what? I'd like to time. see, I would like to see something it. along the lines of two weeks. Okay. Two days in jail, you can see the ending of that. Two weeks is like, oh, two yeah, weeks, you, you know really what I mean? Stew on it. Like, yeah. I really am not going to ever make a mistake like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And and hopefully people will hear that as well. And then bad things can happen with it. You know, you almost think like in two days in jail, you might be able to hide a little bit or whatever. And then just, you know, so You're not advocating for uh, for no, 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 jail. No, no. Justice. Of course not. No, no, of course not. So uh, Harvey C. on our uh, Facebook page said she could have killed that girl and did cause her serious injuries. Mm-hmm. She should have gotten at least six months. They put okay. people in jail for years for just using drugs, and they harm no one except themselves. That I completely agree with. Is the way that we deal well, with drug sentencing. The, the drug sentencing is so awful. We yeah, do a whole other segment on that. Yeah, um, a whole forty-eight hours. She won't even get through processing by the time she gets released. Said Akasha G. Um, Leslie Ayers uh, said two days is a joke of a punishment. She got more than Jesse Smollett did. We got a lot of people mentioning that mm-hmm. doing some cross stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Daryl H. said, really, we pushed each other off the roof? 
and did not get jail when I was a kid. Okay, so I think we maybe should be looking into that. Uh, it's a, a statute of limitations. I want to that's say true. On that I'm pushing one, on the uh, route. Well, unless something bad. What, happened, what was the other yeah. thing that she got? She got two weeks of uh, community no, service. No, she got thirty-eight basically. days of, of thirty-eight days. Uh, probably picking garbage off the yeah, the which road. nobody likes, and I'm sure a lot of people. No, but you're uh, outside. I wouldn't you know? want to encourage anybody to drive by and throw uh, trash. No, out we don't want to do that. That's no, littering, that's, and yeah. that would be wrong. But she will be cleaning up uh, uh, at some point. Somewhere. Yeah. So. Uh, so diminished justice. If you, yeah, yeah. One, if you want to see, so go on our Facebook page. You can see the video. Put in the comments what you think uh, this woman should have gotten for pushing her friend off the bridge. Um, it has sparked a lot of debate. So we'd definitely like to hear from you. It, uh, you know, in the age of cell phones and everything else, they got it on video. They so got it on video. Everything's going to be recorded these days. Always take the video. So that is it. That is our podcast for this week. We've got, uh, let me see. So check out our content on YouTube, Facebook, and truecrimedaily.com. And don't forget to download our weekly podcast on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Spotify. You can even go on Google Play. And until next week, this is True Crime Daily, the podcast reminding you. Uh, Don't perpetrate uh, any criminal activity. Or don't do crimes if you're into the brevity thing. See you next week. (laughs) 